God of love, we ask your blessing on this boat and all who will work and travel in it. Protect them from the dangers of wind and rain and all the perils of the deep. May Jesus, who calmed the storm and filled the nets of his disciples, protect this boat and lead us always to the safety of harbor. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit... You're listening to Father Donald Sweeney performing a centuries-old ritual at the Clada Basin, Galway. Despite the horizontal rain Galwegians only know too well, a big crowd had gathered for the occasion. The event was organised by the Galway Hooker Sailing Club. The club, founded in 2017, is committed to the preservation of the unique traditional boats commonly known as Galway Hookers. I asked boat builder Coley Hernan what makes them so special. People tell me that they're not anywhere else in the world to be found. That's, that makes it unique, for the design, the shape of it, the transom, the, the back of the boat there is flat, where in most countries the bow of the boat and the stern of the boat are pointed. When did they come to Galway? We don't know. So we don't know really where did it come from. People who are interested in studying the boats today and who have looked at their history and stuff, they would probably maintain that they were developed locally by the boat builders at the time. They decided to borrow the name Hooker for them. The, the name of the boat is more than likely to do with the Hooker line fishing off the Hook of Holland. Hookers come in different sizes. You have a bod mower or a lap bod, literally a big boat or a half boat. The smaller boats have more poetic-sounding names. The hooker is a very broad, broad term. Originally, all the boats under, say, 20, 29, 30 feet, they were all glotiogi. Glotiogas and pretty, whatever that's what people tell us the name came from. They were the most common boats. Some of them would be glotiog rigged, gaff rigged, three sails. An awful lot of them would be Pukon rigged, two sails. The Pukon was considered to be a poor man's working boat. The boat blessed by Father Sweeney on that damp October day falls into the Glocho category. It had been presented to the Port of Galway Sea Scouts a number of years previous. It wasn't in tip-top shape when the Scouts got it. Kieran Oliver, Commodore of the Galway Hooker Sailing Club. In 2012, when the boat was presented, there was a little bit of work to be done. We, di- we didn't have the expertise within the Sea Scouts to do it. We didn't have the money to do it. And the boat fell by the wayside until two or three years ago or so. We formed a non-profit company. We applied for some local funding. Port Iskawara gave us 36000 to put into the boat. We brought her in here and we made a start. Coley traces the history of the boat. At the beginning, it was used as a rowboat, the Bodomotra, and have two, three or four people rowing it. And they used to have one oar each, sweeps they used to call them, 16, 17 feet long oars. It was Conroy family in Tierney had it built from John Francis Rainey around the mid-1920s. It was in Tierney for a few years, mainly probably gathering seaweed, probably carrying turf. Clarks and Ross McVall Clark bought her. He was supplying seaweed to Armara factory in Kilkern. They were advising people to put inboard engines into the boats. He fitted an inboard engine and he used to tow the seaweed. Then Val sold her. She went to Lettermore area and was still involved with seaweed and fishing and that with the McDonough family there. After approximately 60 years, this workboat was now rigged and was identifiable as a gloat choke. Paul Hannafy in the early 80s bought the boat and he took the engine out of it 
and he rigged it up for sailing. So he was the first one, as far as I know, that named the boat and he called it Sorcha Murad. He had two daughters, Sorcha and Murad. Kieran Oliver takes up the story. A guy by the name of Nicky Dolan bought the boat in 2011. He bought it off a guy called Porrick Hanafy in uh, Clearnbridge. He lived at home with his mother. When Nicky came home to his mother, the mother said, what are you going to call the boat, Nick? And he says, with a nod and a wink, I'm going to call it Loving Mall. Molly was her name. And Molly said, well, you don't be daft, Nick. You can't go naming a boat, Loving. And unfortunately, later that year, Nicky passed away, age 46. A couple of months later, the boat was presented to the port of Galway Sea Scouts. We sailed it from Molly Dolan's house over to the Spanish Arch, where it was originally built, and we unveiled the name Loving. We all know the term Loving. It's an affectionate term used in Clada, but we say it all, all the time now. So we're all the Lovings. We're all Lovings here. Look, we got our T-shirts on and everything. There's Brenda, Brenda Loving, Trish Loving, and not Brendan Loving. Do you know, Colette Loving is coming in. The new owners, the Port of Galway Sea Scouts, provide opportunities for young people to engage in all sorts of adventurous activities on sea and land. This organisation has a long history. The first Port of Galway Sea Scouts was founded in 1932 by Captain William J. Woolley. Veteran seaman Patrick Keneally, who left Galway in the 1950s, recalls his time in the Scouts. We trained out on Galway Bay, even in heavy weather sometimes, we learned to sail. Most of those Sea Scouts went away in the Merchant Navy. Uh, quite a few of them became masters and mates, and myself became skipper or owner of a trawler in a fishing boat. Uh, and we owed a lot to Captain Willie. We made a great living because of his teaching. Galway Hooker Sailing Club is equally committed to teaching people how to sail. After all, they have to have a crew for all those restored boats. They happily take people like me who have no sailing experience, as Colette Fury explains. We run hooker skills courses, we call them. So they're basic introduction courses to get people who haven't got a clue about a boat or sailing or anything like that. And it's just to give them an overview of our club and the boats and the history of them and the rigging. We're getting around and running sailing courses. We also do power boating, which is a huge element of the club as the boats don't have engines. So we do need a crew um, competent in, in motorboats. By August 2021, the Lovain project was coming to an end. It had been a big undertaking, delayed somewhat by the pandemic. Kieran describes what was involved. First, the boat was buckled and twisted and whatever. Yeah. We brought it in here and we straightened her. We had to pull it back into line before we started taking the old keel out and the old stem. We got a new one and we put it in temporarily. We took out a set of ribs, put in a new set out an old set, in with a new set. It's next to impossible to get someone to do that for you, but we're fortunate enough to have Coley Hernan and his two sons, Anya and Coley No. The way we did it was pretty unique. It's, it's, you can't get people to do that. They'll tell you, I'll build you a copy of it. It's identical, it'll be faster to build, it'll cost you less money, but we didn't want it that way. The remarkable skills of the Hernan family, descendants of boat builders from Connemara, ensured that every detail of the reconstruction was authentic, though the end result was considerably more polished than it was originally. The contribution of club members was crucial for the completion of the project. Brenda Foy. 
I think they're, they're going to another coat of primer and uh, see then what, what, what needs to be done then. Yeah. There comes a stage when you have to leave it because it could be forever uh, filling and sanding and filling and sanding. Yeah. Uh, there comes a stage when you have to say, look, move on. What the boat builders have done back in the day now? Uh, just uh, brush of tar, lump of tar over it, and no fillers. None of that. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. we're really bringing it to um, a new level. My name is Loretta Croke. I'm from my Cullen here in Galway. Back in August, I brought my family, including my parents, out on a trip on the boat, and Kieran Oliver brought us out. Part of that day was bringing us here in to see the loving. While we were talking, my dad mentioned that he used to work in Hickey's boats years ago. So when we were kids, we always had this picture of a boat at home that my father had made. Kieran had said, you know, look, we're always looking for volunteers. And I felt that it was something that I could do and something I wanted to do. Within a couple of weeks, I joined and, and it was, for me, it's like a connection to my dad. When I turned up at the workshop in late August, there was a sense of urgency to get the job done. I asked Colette how things were going. I just detect that maybe there's a certain amount of pressure on a lot of people at the minute. Look, there's a lot of excitement. This has been a huge project for everybody involved. It's something that's become so passionate to so many people. So I guess now that it's coming to the final stages, you know, and the season is kind of ending as well. So there's not going to be much time to get sailing it. So I, what we're trying to do is, is get it out, get it into the water so that we can at least try and get in a couple of sails you know because the boat has to come out of the water again for winter is there any fear that it mightn't happen before the weather turns i think regardless of whether that boat is going to get into the water um in the next uh, week or two uh, the sails have been cut and sent away for stitching hopefully they'll be back and as soon as she's ready to go and the tide is right the boat will be uh, put in the water at the beginning of October, it was decided, sails or no sails, she was going in. Uh, this Wednesday, we, we hope to put her in the water. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have a big party. Put the sails up. We're waiting on the sails to come back. Set your alarm clock early, because we're going in on the tide. As it turned out, it was Saturday, October 8th, when Loving was pushed into the water at Long Walk, just as rainy boat builders did 96-odd years ago. The event called The Splash happened as the sun rose over the bay. Are you Hello. excited? Oh, excited and delirious. It's ah, it's a nice moment, it is, uh, Brenda, yeah. We've got a lovely morning first in the we end did, here. The sun should be coming up shortly now. <laughs> Tina, how are you feeling this morning? Oh, super great. excited. Yeah. Super excited. I mean, to come to this day at last. A little sad as well that it's kind of over, but as they say, the next chapter now is 
the sailing chapter. Begins to balance, it has to go fast. There's no point in waiting just over the edge straight. Speed, get it clear out into the water. Okay? So no holding the bow line will have to be free to go. Just get it clear right out into the water. Otherwise, if you go too slowly, the tide will turn it and it'll run turn down the river before it gets into the water fully. Okay, everybody clear, as clear as mud. Yes. <laughs> it's the most beautiful boat I've ever seen. Can't wait to sail in her. Yeah, I'm waiting now for the big splash. I know, I know. Um, and it's a perfect morning for it. Very, very much a high spring tide. So she'll just drop in nice and easy. All going well. If people were concerned that things wouldn't go to plan, they kept their worries to themselves. One onlooker was pretty confident. They'd all start screaming like they were going to, that it was going to tip over. <laughs> but sure, when's the last time one of these yokes tipped no. over? Are we are we rolling? Ready? Okay, off we go. Push it back, push it back. What? Here we go. Here's to you, Lavin. I dedicate this vessel to Nikki Dolan and family, rest in peace. The red sails arrived in the nick of time for the public launch at Clada Pier the following Saturday. Mayor Colette Connolly joined with the Clada community, the scouts, sailing enthusiasts, and the people of Galway who came along to admire loving and celebrate its return to the sea. Uh, thanks again. Look, we're just uh, we're going to go up uh, here a bit towards the church. We're going to tack and we're going to pull the boat alongside at the end of Claddagh The priest there is going to come down and maybe just throw a drop of holy water and bless bless the boat officially and we start the party. Tina Concannon from the Port of Galway Sea Scouts and also a member of the Galway Hooker Sailing Club. Port of Galway Sea Scouts are very proud um, to have this boat. We now know that there's a huge responsibility on our shoulders to get behind us, to continue it on, to train, to sail, to pass it, not just to us and Sea Scouts, but to the old the community as a, as a whole. Um, and we're very much um, ready and able to take on the responsibility. So thank you all. So I think three cheers for everybody, yeah? completion of the Loving project was the highlight of 2021. She was sailed along with other boats in the fleet as often as possible until mid-November. I got to go out a few times and the experience was everything I expected and more. I spoke to Colette about future plans for the club. Is there any other boat lying about somewhere in a field that we could look forward to restoring? Oh yeah, well sure, look, we have the club now and we have over 100 crew members so we need to get another boat uh, for everybody to continue working on. Yeah, you know, we have it all now. We have crew, we have people who are interested, we have people there who are learning and who are dipping in and out of, you know, out, you know, painting a boat one day and sailing it the next day. Uh, so I think we have all the ingredients there to, for a successful 
long life club. It would seem so. Rowing on the Corrib is the latest exciting activity under development. The club also runs a sea school for primary pupils and offers placements to transition year students. What with all of this and the regular boat maintenance, it's a busy organisation with, I'm happy to say, a very good gender balance. I'm struck by how many women are involved and also how many women are skippers of the boats. It does seem to be an area that is now, well, for us anyway, hugely accessible to women. I think we could even be more women than men. Of course, historically, women weren't allowed anywhere near a boat or you know, would have been it would have been quite rare for females to be on board. The club is keen that everyone has the experience of being on a boat. I think it's important to get everybody out on the water. You know, you start there. Not everyone is going to be a sailor, but that doesn't matter really. It's people get from it whatever they want, and they're they're happy, content that they were there, they were out there, got wet, <laughs> got cold. Even though that the, the the Chinese have a proverb and they they, they define sailing as. Uh, something to get cold and wet and miserable while slowly going nowhere at great expense. That's how they define their uh, the, define sailing. <laughs> That's a good one. We leave the last word to the Chinese. And while bearing in mind those words of wisdom, the members of the Galway Hooker Sailing Club are eagerly anticipating the next sailing season. <laughs>